Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Essential News Discussion Podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Everett. And I'm Sterling. And as always, we are here to discuss this week's news. And like like always, Sterling, can you please tell everybody what we're here to discuss? Absolutely. So uh, today we're going to keep it pretty simple. Uh, we're going to talk about taxes and we're going to talk about Biden's policy. Um, we don't really need too many topics because I think Biden signed like 17 executive orders. Uh, so um, we're not going to go through all 17. 19. Oh, there you go. 19. Um, he's been busy. Uh, he's probably got writer's cramp. Um, add that to the Alzheimer's and um, <laughs> yeah, uh, a few other uh, issues that may be um, preventing him from... Um, thinking clearly so we'll kind of go through those um things and um but first we'll start with taxes uh taxes is theft everett can you prove me wrong well you use taxes for uh social services so i think that pretty much automatically makes them not theft so well i guess if some of the money isn't going to social services um let's use our favorite um you know, omnibus spending bill item, uh, Pakistani gender studies. What do you think about your tax dollars going to that? I think we're talking about talking about the misuse of funds now, and I think there should be a, a little bit more transparency, I guess. You know, right. Do you think that the government owes us uh, a little bit more transparency since taxes are not an option? Um, so they're they're literally taking our money. We're legally obligated to pay them for both the social services that are needed and very helpful, but also the uh, foreign aid while Americans are facing a crisis. Uh, I know it's a worldwide pandemic, but it would be nice if the money that comes from U.S. citizens went to help, uh, again, those same U.S. citizens. I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that we owe so much money to people and maybe they have to keep those uh, allies happy. So the money has to get funneled, funneled, funneled out um, some type of way. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it has to do with us keeping our quote-unquote allies happy throughout the world, at least supporting that aid aspect of it. I, I, I kind of lean on the side of people that say, like like Sterling just said, taxation is, is, is theft, but... I don't feel that way. I'm, 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 I mean, no, like, let me finish. I said, I side with those people on most things, but when it, when it comes to, to taxes, I, I, I'm somewhat on, on, on the left side or Everett's side here where I, I think they're a necessary evil. Um, you, 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 you wouldn't be able to accomplish half the things that make this country great without, without the, the tax system. I mean, it literally pays for, nearly everything that we enjoy from our infrastructure to our nice roads to uh pretty much all the public parks all of the things that we enjoy about being in a free country like america all the amenities our country has to offer they're they're paid for by taxes this is true um yeah i guess it's not an all or nothing game when it comes to taxes so um what do you guys think would be the most helpful thing if there was tax reform, um, I'll, I'll go first. I think uh, abolishing the IRS. <laughs> if you abolish the IRS, uh, who would be in charge of collecting the taxes from the people? Yeah. Right. The IRS takes it from you. No, no, they don't. They take it from you already. The Internal Revenue Service is responsible for taking your taxes out of your paycheck. Your employer is responsible for taking your business. Right, and they're 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 beholden to the IRS. That's their only job. So 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 part of part of the tax reform that I would suggest is a flat tax. If everybody's paying the same amount of tax, then there's no need for a, a revenue service to to monitor it. There there should be a, some some sort of body that receives the money and and and, and takes accounting for it, but. There, there shouldn't be anywhere where you file taxes every year. There shouldn't be a refund that's issued every year. They, no, you can eliminate. It, getting rid of the IRS is the wrong, the wrong wording. Kind of like, kind of like uh, defund the police was the wrong wording. Mm -hmm. It's change what the IRS is. They're, 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 they're not needed at the capacity that they that they operate in. If if you have a flat tax and everyone from billionaires, trillionaires to to people at the poverty level pay the same percentage. You don't need to worry about loopholes, laws, tax credits. But what's a fair percentage? I mean, people at the very bottom got to pay the same? 
15%, 20%, whatever, you name it. Most people are still paying more than that. And I mean, what about the poverty level? Is a little bit less, right? I think so. I, 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 I don't think people at the poverty level are paying less than 15%. The reason, I, I think generally, the average American is right around 30% taxes that they're paying and the reason why we're paying that much is because there's so many people at the upper end that are getting write-offs and, and and tax credits for for certain things where they're sometimes paying no taxes that the rest of us have to make up for it if everybody's paying that equal 15 percent, I, I i do believe that we would be collecting more taxes but what about corporations everyone but i think they should pay a little bit more i, I don't think so you don't you don't you don't you don't you don't want to penalize someone from wanting to become a corporation it's it's fifteen percent across the board, whether you're a company or not. Actually, you get a tax break if you're a company because you're allowing other people to be employed. Corporations pay less, ten percent. But if you do a, a tax, ta a flat tax, you shouldn't have any um, tax breaks or anything at all. You should just you just tax them more and keep it all the same. Under the tax reform, the 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 benefits and perks that you said they get, they wouldn't be getting anymore. So what so what are they taking? If, if everyone pays the same, including corporations, there's no benefits to, to even the corporation. But they could scheme on like payroll taxes and pay people less or calculate it different. That's a, but that's a different conversation. I guess, yeah. They, they go hand to hand though. Yeah, but uh, the, the minimum wage laws and, and, and all the other stuff that they're working on would, would, would kind of offset some of that. I mean, you, 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 a, lot, a lot of people on the left, you included, like to make corporations sound like they're villains but corporations aren't just google they're 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 companies that got incorporated it's a mom and pop shops that decided that they grew enough to have multiple locations that's technically a corporation but you can't hold them to the same standard as google or walmart all right wait, wait i'm not you're talking about different levels of corporation now i think at some point there's a cutoff there's a differentiation from this between smaller companies but th then how do you decide who's who now now you're you're going back into deciding who pays what the whole point of the flat tax is to eliminate that. Right, but I don't have a problem with if you pay, if you make more, you take more. You should be willing to pay more back into the system you're taking from. I I understand what you're saying. Um, on Herman Cain's plan, the late great Herman Cain, uh, may he rest in peace. He did have the nine 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 plan that he kind of got ridiculed for. Um, I wasn't really following politics that closely. Uh, I don't know if I'm right on this, but I believe that it was 9% federal, 9% state, and then a 9% sales tax. I think it was going to be kind of universal across the board. That actually seems pretty logical to me. Uh, Jose's proposal of 15%, I think, is a little high. I think it's around the average that we're paying now, and it's just a matter of what we've gotten used to. Um, I don't even know if companies pay the average of 15%, you know, that's our average that we kind of estimate on our own. You mean for people or companies? So I don't think the businesses pay the average of 15%. I think people um, on the lower end, lower income, pay around 15%. The average income probably plays closer to 30 or so percent, like Jose was saying. Mm. But that's why I like the 9% plan. Um, it's very simple and straightforward. I think once you cut out all the bureaucracy of the um, loopholes that are associated with the corporations they're, um, uh, and the wealthy when they get to, you know, donate to charities at these higher levels. I think there should be some other incentive or way to uh, help uh, those, you know, like when you donate, it should be something else. I don't know exactly what the plan is, but when it comes to taxes, the whole goal of it is for everyone to pay their fair share. I agree. And I think one thing that would um, kind of eliminate this uh, kind of muddled mess would be to end all lobbyists. I think them being there, um, throwing money at these candidates causes more problems. Why, honestly, why do we have lobbying? I don't know, man. I think, I don't know. These corporations, they pay for a lot of these campaigns and they, they want to benefit. They want to have, make sure that they have their voice heard. I don't think it was planned. I just think that they have the time and the resources to put somebody there to represent them more often than we do, you know? I think it started with the formation of special interest groups. So I think uh, once a corporation realized that they had uh, voting power that was multiplied, especially the leader of that corporation, leader of the corporation thought about what they wanted. They went to the politician that can enact the laws and they said, 
I have a group of a thousand people in your um, jurisdiction. I don't know ju- jurisdiction is like the judicial branch, but in your, you know, the, the area that you vote within, right? Like for congressional seats and all that stuff. And we want X, right? And if you give us X, we'll give you Y. And that's all you need to know. You're going to get a thousand votes and all you have to do is make sure this happens. Um, that's the way I envision it happening. So I don't think it was intentional, but I mean, maybe we go back and we say, okay, special interest groups can't be for profit. I mean, that's one way of looking at it, but I know that there are a lot of foundations that uh, are intentionally manipulative that are nonprofit. I just think no, no lobbying period. You shouldn't be able to throw any money or special attention past what a normal person can give. There definitely shouldn't be a lobbyist for uh, big pharma. <laughs> I think that's that's uh, one of the worst. But you're right. I, I actually don't I can't come up with the case of of having one. I mean, like, OK, so let's say there's a lobbyist who's there to make sure that they elect the petition that's going to fight for um, to eradicate childhood cancer. Right. Like something that we can all agree is terrible. And then in reality, they're just big pharma like right. they, they just want to make sure that the person they elect is going to fund their particular medicine, make sure their path to uh, distribution and sales uh, is the cleanest, the quickest and the most profitable. So how do you combat something like that? Do you say, no, we're not going to let a lobbyist group that is saying that they're going to try to eradicate childhood cancer? That's the game that the politicians play, right? Yeah, but maybe you could say if you're a lobbyist, you can't be something something else. Or like that can't be your job title. Can't be a lobbyist. Uh, I think, you know, because they make a lot of money just going, that, and that's their job, to just to throw money at candidates. So, I mean, you can be two things at once. So what if the lobbyist is a CEO of a company? You're eliminated. Be, you're, then, you, then you probably wouldn't have time to do the job yeah, as a lobbyist. No, I disagree 100%. That, that is your work. I mean, what you do at work is probably not even nearly as important as what a lobbyist is able to accomplish because what they're doing is they're putting someone in office who's going to work for them for four years. Right, but that applies that you, um, you're spending a lot of time in those offices just going after those those politicians. No, no. If you're a lobbyist, all you got to be there is for the election cycle every two no. years, every four years. No, they're there, the they're there all the time. Like I've met a lobbyist recently, and there was a, her job was lobbyist. She made a, a crazy amount of money. And that's what she did full time. In fact, she had to be on a plane when she was finished talking to me. She was in transition. It's it's, it's kind of crazy. That sounds part time, but I, I mean, no, they're 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 no they're no different than the bankrupts that come around to to our jobs and right. Uh, you know, bring us pens, swag, tickets to contests. That's what they do. They're visiting these politicians that they that 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 they have special interest in, and they're. Gifts and, and stuff that they bring them are on a grander level than what we're used to. And you know what, though? I actually kind of agree with you on the more right. about it because um, an owner of a dealership doesn't have to be there all day. He is a lot of the time, but you don't have to be. Right. Yeah. Do, you, Jose, do you think they should um, end all lobbyists? What do you think about Everett's proposal? I I agree with that, and and uh, mainly because it's 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 – Corporations really are the ones controlling our government right now. There's just so much of it. You know, like you guys, I've only been paying attention to to politics throughout my adult life, which is the better part of the last, you know, 16 years. And the last five to ten are are the ones where I really, you know, got some interest in it. So I don't know how long uh this this has been a problem but i know that in our lifetime now it, it's probably at its peak i i've never seen so much so many political ads on on, on i'm sorry uh corporate ads on on uh pharmaceutical ads on on uh, newscasts you know what i mean whenever they're talking politics boom you get a you get a pharmaceutical ad you know uh cnn fox news alike it's it's both on the left and the right um and 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 just Every time that that a new bill comes out and and they start you start going through the bill, you see all the special interest bullshit that they baked in. Yeah, I think maybe we're just now noticing it because we weren't paying attention before. Maybe like now that you're looking for it, you see it everywhere, and it's just been there the entire time. And because we were so disconnected, we didn't pay we didn't pay very much attention to it at all. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know, something to think about. It, it always has been, and and and. 
now now that we're we're touching a bit on 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 uh, this you do this for me and and I take care of you thing, that that's kind of take gonna take us into the next the next phase of our of our show here with uh the executive orders. Yeah, so uh, the pen is definitely mightier than the sword when it comes to uh, Joe Biden's presidency. Um, we're in this weird game of tit for tat. Um, it started when Trump took over for Obama. Um, I don't think Obama did this the George W. Bush when he took over. It wasn't this direct intent of trying to cancel the previous regimes, uh, you know, what would they would deem as progress. So I don't I don't support the spirit of what was done. But there was one bill today that I heard was signed. It was the uh, like pro-America bill, like supporting American businesses and everything. I haven't posted it on Essential News Discussion just yet because I'm actually still reading it. Everything I've read so far actually went to WhiteHouse.gov uh, and was reading the, the press release from the White House. Everything's been fluff so far. Um, I'm hoping as they get to the numbered points that they get into something of more substance. But essentially they cite, I guess, uh, over 50 or so years ago, there was some bill that was passed that the American government, when um, allocating you know, business relationships that are going to help with distribution of things, uh, whatever variety, that they have the ability to prioritize American-made businesses, and that's what they were going to do with this bill. So, like, that language doesn't really mean anything to me. It just kind of sounds like something that already existed that I'm bringing it up again. So now I need the credit associated with it. But I'm going to hold final judgment until I read the bill. So that's one bill that I think is separate from the other bills that were done in retaliation to Trump. And my biggest uh, issue, so I brought up one that has some potential, the American bill. I think that we do need to be a little bit more nationalistic in our thinking and support ourselves before we support others with the foreign aid example we talked about earlier. But there was one bill that Biden passed um, in trying to be fair to the minority of people. It's important not to disenfranchise the other people. So the rights of the many outweigh the rights of the few. And what I'm talking about is the transgender community. Uh, I probably said a few things that are not in support of them. I do support them. I don't mean to come across like I don't. Um, there was a bill signed that allows transgendered women that, again, were men for more than likely more of their life, because this is in high school that this bill was referring to, compete in female um, athletics. So the problem with that is the male body is uh, different. And the male body, like when you're born male um, and you go through adolescence and maybe you transition later, so you transition at 16 years old and then you're running a race at 17 or 18, um, that person who's been male longer has generated testosterone, they have additional muscle mass, they're typically going to be a little bit bigger, faster, and stronger in the ways that matter most in, uh, fill, in uh, the field of competition. Uh, there was a statistic that was shared um, just on Twitter, so I have to take it for what it's worth, that there was a world Olympian athlete who had a gold medal in one of the 100-meter, 200-meter races, and that based off of her time, there were, um, I think, 30-plus high school male athletes that had a faster time than an Olympian, and that's just to speak to the difference between the male and female body. So I think that that is going to actually hurt a lot of female um, athletes from pursuing their goals, and it even has the potential of messing up, um, you know, the way scholarship money is allocated. Because if uh, transgender women are able to go and take scholarships away from, you know, women that have worked their whole lives within a certain field. Um, there's going to be a little bit of disruption there um, due to that. And, and that last part that you just mentioned there is my biggest concern with all this. For each sport, there's only a certain number of scholarships that are offered each year. And if and schools, you know, are business and, and, and they're making money in their sports programs when when they're winning. So the, the, the biggest problem that that brings is those limited number of seats that are, that are offered for for women's sports are now going to be taken by the most competitive athletes in, in their division, which are going to be people that were formerly men. 
and and it and it sounds kind of sexist for us to say this, but Sterling brought up it's it's biology. When when once you enter puberty and you're and you're you're you you know you you develop your your hormones that 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 you you do naturally. That that additional testosterone that men produce, that males produce, does contribute to you know more more bone density. You don't have periods, or you're not losing calcium and minerals every month. So you, you have greater bone density, more muscle mass, and just overall just more general strength. So, like he said, and then and 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 the parts of of sports that matter. Unfortunately, the the way it is for most sports, not all sports, there there are sports that you can have intergender you know competition and it's level playing field. But the majority of the contact sports, men are going to be superior, and and it's it's unfortunate that these now transition women who who were formerly men are going to be taking these spots away from from uh, cisgendered uh, females. So that 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 does bring uh, uh, a layer of complexity to to the policy. And honestly, I don't even know why it's it's such a big issue. I don't know how many transgender youths are are currently attempting to part actively participate in sports um i i in my own experience you know growing up there was there were some in my high school now i'm i'm a father of a teenager and there's some in, in, in her school and, and they're typically into other things you know i'm not trying to generalize their community at all i know some of them are into sports but for the most part they're creative types you know they're they're exploring themselves and getting to know themselves and i don't think sports are on the top of their uh to-do list so i don't even know why that was an important thing i get why he was doing it for the military you know these are adults you know mm -hmm. um yeah allow anybody who wants to serve to serve there 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 they should be some order of of uh things that there are and aren't allowed to do while they're in in service just because you have to level the playing field with everyone else um if, if i sign up now at I'm an 18 year old and I sign up. I don't need any additional cost to be a service member. So I, I don't expect you to take care of those. If I have a predetermined disease, guess what? I don't get to join because of the added costs. If I'm diabetic, asthmatic, you know, have a, had have a heart condition that I can control with medication. Guess what? You don't get to join and not because they think you're going to die on them. It's because they don't want to pay for your, for your medical care. I mean, sometimes they let yeah, you, if you get certain waivers, but for the most part, they don't let you join. If you, if you need ongoing medical care. The transgender people need ongoing medical care. So I'm not saying don't let them not join, but they got to pay their own way for that stuff. I mean, I know a couple of people to get in with some pre-existing heart conditions. And, and, you, and you get discharged. If you, if, if, if you need prescriptions for things in the military month after month, guess what happens to you? You get discharged. I've seen somebody during the military to EKG for a heart murmur. They get waivers because they, they either have a skill set or a part of a certain group of... Uh, a certain unit that they need people in that field. But for the most part, you get discharged. I, I, I come from a big military family. I, I, w I was gonna I was trying to be in the military when I came out of high school. I did four years in ROTC, and I did two years in, in, in college. Still trying, even after I knew that I couldn't. And I couldn't because of childhood asthma. And at the time, I had not had any symptoms in over a decade. But why they didn't want me? Not because they thought I was going to die. They don't give a shit. They don't want to pay for the treatment I needed, or they think I needed. So why would anybody else get 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 that treatment just because they made a choice? I don't know, man. I've seen somebody recently who was in the military. They had asthma, you know. So I don't, I don't know. But man. does he need ongoing medication, or is that just a murmur that's just there? Mm -hmm. See, so, yeah, I mean that's that's the context that you need. I mean, my point is, we were talking about the kids who uh, were joining these female sports. I guess the question really is do the um what does the medication do how does it suppress the biological production of testosterone and replace with estrogen does it decrease what you already they have kind of maintain the new you so i mean after you transition you're going to need hormones to keep your body in that you know in the state that you want it to be in uh, whether you're going from male to female or female to male, um, once you do something, it's not going to be a permanent fix. So there's going to be ongoing therapy and treatment associated right, with it, right. is my understanding. Right, right, right. Um, but, uh, I mean, the thing, the way you normally progress when you hit puberty, um, as a boy, certain things happen, you know. Um, right, right, right. My question would be is if you take the medication, does it, Stop that progression of testosterone and replace it with things like estrogen to make you um, hit puberty the way a, a woman would naturally or normally, I should say. Well, I mean, that 
like the hormone blockers, uh, those are what you need to keep blocking those hormones. But not just the blocking of the hormones, how do you progress afterwards? So to answer to answer your question, they once you once you start, you just don't keep progressing in your natural state. You you, you start moving forward in the state you chose to be in. So any muscle mass you gained, any any advantage you gained from 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 your natural testosterone doesn't go away. It just doesn't progress. But I, but I'm wondering if it's like you know how when you work out you gain more testosterone, you get bigger, but then you stop, you lose some of those, that muscle. I wonder if it works the same way if it decreases that production. You know what I mean? So that it replaces it as a woman. But th these are athletes, so they're they're not going to decline in, in in mass. They're only going to gain. They're just not going to gain as quickly as they would have if they were still on full testosterone. So so if you were if you were talking about a sedentary person transitioning, then I would kind of side with you a little bit on it. But you're talking about athletes. They're they're they're. Have you seen female athletes? <laughs> I mean, hardcore female athletes. They like Serena Williams in her prime. Mm -hmm. That that lady was muscular, and and she's all estrogen. You know what I mean? So, what what I'm saying is because they're athletes, they're not gonna they're not they're not gonna move in the opposite direction. Right, but that works that works against you a little bit though. I, you're missing my point. I I think that uh, what I'm saying what I'm saying is that if you will you progress and build muscle as a woman would, or would you still build it as a man would? I don't believe so. And the reason what I'm going off of is kind of like television, but um, let's just reference what what I have seen. In Orange Is the New Black, there is a transgendered woman in the female uh, women's prison mm -hmm. and she needs ongoing medication otherwise you know she's not going to have the attributes that are attributed to women she's going to start growing more facial hair um, and all the other things of that nature so yes it looks like there's possibly hormone blockers in addition to um, you know like if you're not if you're a man if you're born a man and um, you transition, your body is probably still going to naturally produce more testosterone um, even after you've transitioned to be a woman. But um, I can't say that for 100%. That's just my observations on there. Um, for further listening, if anybody's listening, Joe Rogan talks about this in depth and actually a lot of his podcasts. A quick Google search should um, reveal the um, episode numbers and everything. But because we started talking about this uh, with Biden policy, there was a policy issue that I wanted to bring up. I've kind of I don't know. I've thought about it from a lot of different angles recently. I still lean to my original viewpoint, but I was going to talk about the Keystone Pipeline with you guys. Um, that was one thing that he did uh, pretty much right out of the gate. And um, he stopped the production or the agreement to produce the Keystone Pipeline, which was going to be a central hub for the um, transportation of oil within the United States. And I think it was uh, part of like one of these North American agreements of some kind. And I say that because Canada has talked about suing Biden over the um, shutting down of the Keystone Pipeline. There's been loss of tens of thousands of jobs when you factor in both uh, north of the border in Canada and the United States. Um, but it's not all good. Um, there are some bad things associated with the Keystone Pipeline. I haven't really bought into the narrative about the native land um, concern. The reason being is I found out that the native land that is being disputed covers tens of thousands of acres. So they did try to find a subtle workaround like, oh, if we divert it here like a 50 acres, can we do it that way? No. Can we do it 50 acres this way? So they, you know, it's like, okay, well, you're saying 10,000 acres. That's this is it's it's kind of a ridiculous to ask them to to not do something that's going to help us end our dependency on oil on foreign nations so with the shutting down of the keystone pipeline now oil is going to be a higher priced commodity because it's going to have to be imported in from the middle east um, possibly a venezuela if they found out that there's oil there i think i heard that they did discover oil in that area but um, now we're going to be an importer of oil instead of a producer um, that's going to affect us um, when you go to the gas pump. So what do you guys think? Oh, and the other thing I forgot about the Keystone Pipeline. I think there were like 26 plus leaks when they were um, building it and whatnot. Um, I don't you fact check me on that number if you're listening, but there were an above average amount of leaks for what you should have. So what do you guys think? The, the Keystone Pipeline isn't new. They were expanding it. And uh, they had, some time ago they had they had stopped it. And they let the, the, the natives that were uh, protesting it, you know, have the W on that. Mm -hmm. 
But I, I went in and did some more research, and like you said, these are tens of thousands of acres of land that they're claiming are burial grounds. There's independent investigators that have gone out there and done their research. A very small percentage of those tens of thousands of acres are actual burial grounds. And and this is mostly disgruntled uh, tribes that, that sold out, basically, years or some of them decades ago, and they weren't happy with the with the offer that they got. But change, it's yeah. buyer's remorse. You've already signed, you know, and, 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 and it's it's mostly a, more of a financial uh, conflict for them than it really is cultural. They're, they're claiming tens and tens of thousands of, of acres are burial grounds. I, I don't know about you, but but even our, our, our as, as large as our civilization is compared to theirs, we, we don't have thousands and thousands of acres of cemeteries, <laughs> especially all concentrated in one place. So I mean, people are people. That we 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 have cultural differences, but it's throughout different cultures we kind of observe death in a, in a similar way, you know. And and I don't think they're they they chose tens of thousands of acres to to bury their their ancestors. So I I do agree with respecting the actual burial burial grounds on this property, but I don't agree with just letting them have it just because they said they've the, the, this is land that was obtained legally. First and foremost, it wasn't stolen from them. This this wasn't you know you know three hundred years ago when our ancestors did all the terrible things to them. Granted, they've had a tough hand and, and to, they were they were dealt a tough hand in this country. But we're not them. We we can't keep continuing holding ourselves accountable for stuff people three hundred years ago did to them. I mean, we've they're Americans not like the rest of us. We've all been through struggles. African Americans have, immigrants have. We've all we've all had our struggle stories getting here. Even even the, the the white Americans had early on. They were escaping religious persecution when they got here. Pilgrims, you know the yeah. they they were going through their own things. I'm not saying it's it's the same struggles, but everybody had their version of the of a struggle in, on the path of becoming an American. Now, they hmm. they can leave their reservations and they're equal to us, or they can be on their reservations and get all the benefits of living on one. They, they, it's, I'm not saying it's fixing 300 years old problems, but we, we can't continue for generations feeling guilt for stuff our ancestors did. There's, there, there's gotta be a point in, in, in time where you draw the line in the sand and say, Hey, I'm sorry that all these terrible things happened to you, but that was 400 years ago. You guys have been doing great since. So I, I just can't side with liberals saying oh no they've been through so much so if they say it's burial grounds we just gotta let them have it no you you, you don't understand all the repercussions that this is gonna have on us as a country we we were energy independent for the first time in a long time they were giving away barrels of oil because we didn't know what to do with it and and now gas prices are going up Fifty-two thousand jobs were lost in oil because of of, of this permit being pulled out of his ass because in one it was in his first day in office how long did you actually have to analyze the data and see what kind of effects this was this decision was going to have Fifty-two thousand people are in with jobs in oil are out of jobs and these are not you know low-paying jobs these are these are for the most part well highly well-paying jobs this is risky work in in some of the coldest climate in the country it isn't paying minimum wage and 52,000 of those jobs are gone and all the other jobs connected to it. You know, there's those are just the official jobs, not all the small little subcontractors doing work. Those are just the jobs that are directly tied to the building of the of, of the pipeline. There's other companies that build parts that, that you know, that, that, are, that are loosely tied to, to, to it. And not only does he do that, but that's day one in office. But a couple of days ago, right, I think it was either today or yesterday, he signs one that, that uh, is, is now going to... Stop fracking, essentially. So no new fracking can happen in, on, 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 on federal land. Uh, there's a 60-day period where he stopped fracking. So it's like he kind of pissed off both sides because he told people no new fracking. Well, it, he went and told the people that wanted to hear that there wasn't going to be any more fracking, what they wanted to hear. And he told the people that there was going to be fracking, what they wanted to hear. And so he kind of uh, broke his promise to both. He stopped fracking for 60 days, so it's a temporary stoppage. But, uh, Everett, what do you think about the Keystone Pipeline? Uh, I'm more concerned about what it does for the environment. I wonder, I mean, not more concerned, but it depends on how it affects the, affects the environment, like uh, groundwater and stuff. Um, 
for me to make my to make my decision. It's on it. it's not as bad as transporting oil on ships that produce emissions themselves. And when they have oil leaks, you're talking about thousands of barrels of oil leaked into the oceans. Where the 29 uh, leaks that the pipeline had were relatively under control. When you compare the two, how much how much oil leaked? I I don't, I don't know exactly how much, but but from the reports I read, they were controlled pretty quickly. Where where whereas the 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 alternative is giant tankers transporting oil from halfway across the the, the ocean, polluting themselves while they're operating and and, and also having leaks. Like the actual operation bad. of transporting the pipe the the oil in the pipeline isn't producing any emissions itself. So the only problem is when it has those leaks, which aren't as huge as the leaks that happen when 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 tankers you know end up breaking in the ocean or when some of the you know stations in the middle of the ocean that are drilling. Uh, have have their own leaks, so yes, it's not clean, and 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 we need a path to renewable energy, but we we still need oil for now. And why are we going out of our way to get it the the, the most inefficiently as do possible you, and pay the most you, for it? Do you think the money would be more spent on re, better spent on renewable energy? I mean, what what money? We we still need the oil, right? So we, we can't stop producing oil while we continue to focus on, on renewable energy. Maybe we should maybe we should try to focus a little bit less. We'd be, on. We would be able to afford that, to, to spend more money on renewable energy if the pipeline was there. Because we're not paying for uh, overpriced Middle, Middle Eastern oil. That isn't as heavily regulated as, 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 as our drilling. So if, if you're really environmentalist or really worried about the environment when it comes to, to fossil fuels, wouldn't you want... American fossil fuel rather than an unregulated third world country fossil fuel? This is probably a bad thing to say, but I'm more interested in the environment when it affects me directly. Like I said, groundwater and stuff. I mean, the reef and stuff like that. It's not really... as bad as the alternative. It's it's all bad. It's fossil fuels, but it's not as bad as the alternative. I hear you, but I'm, just not, I'm not drinking ocean water, so I don't know if I should. I mean, I should care, but I care more about things that affect us in our daily lives. Like on a, on a smaller scale, you know, before we get to the before I have to worry about micro before I go about macro. Well, well, here's the thing: those ships don't only, you know, mess up the environment halfway across the world. They they, they do it on on the on the coast of us, and and it's, it still affects our ecosystem. Our our onshore animals that go on sea to eat that's true still feed on that stuff. They bring that stuff back, and it's kind of still breaking up the cycle of life on our shores. You know, that's true. So. It, Maybe we should stop all of it. We, we should, but in the meantime, we, we need to do it as efficiently as possible, and that's a pipeline. We could, we could ride bikes. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. I ain't doing no bike. It's hard to find some hard numbers, but um, the uh, Keystone Pipeline had about 21 leaks up until 2019, um, and the leaks varied in size. So, I mean, like, for example, there's a big one on uh, October, on Halloween 2019, 380,000 gallons of oil and toxic diluents, D-I-L-U-E-N-T-S. And then on February 6, 2019, there was 1,800 gallons. So a difference of 380,000 versus 1,800 gallons. So like the difference between difference. 20 and 21 is very minimal. Or it's not, not minimal, sorry. There's a small leak and then there's a big leak. Um, and then I, the only thing I could really – I it's hard to find like the size of the leaks when – Oil's being transported from the Middle East across the Atlantic or however. I mean, I, I heard it has something to do with, like, groundwater, like I was saying before, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so if it, if you have this pipeline that's over land, yeah, groundwater is going to be at risk um, versus in the ocean. Um, you know, nobody's drinking the water from the ocean, but, of course, all the animals that live in the ocean and the ecosystem. Yeah, but there is oh, not, not to minimize that. I know. I think it sounds like I am. But the one leak that I was able to get some more information on um, was the 2010 BP oil spill, mm -hmm. and um, that was that a was that was environmental disaster. Like it was oh my goodness, I I completely forgot about it. It was a four month long oil that leak. Crazy? That's insane. I don't. You, they don't even get into trying to quantify it with barrels. They quantify it with time. It was a four month long oil. I think CEO should have got jail time for that. It's, it's just ridiculous. They let him get, walk away from it. I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know where to begin. I like what. Think about how crazy the past year, but you forgot about that story. Think about how big that was. Well, that was 2010, but yeah, I mean, you forgot that even existed. The 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 picture is so disgusting. Yeah. 
a, a bunch of birds that got covered in oil and they're not the only ones obviously um yeah oil's a uh, a an interesting commodity to try to um efficiently get to the people that need it and um yeah i understand the casualties of doing business and everything but I don't know, man. There's got to be some better guidelines to follow or something. I don't know what it is. You can't have like 21 leaks uh, on that pipeline over what period of time? It was, uh thought it was here, it was 2010 to 2019. That's not that bad. Um, 380,000 was the largest one I saw, up 407,000. They even classify, classify a leak that spilled 10 gallons. Hmm. That's what not, are they doing? Can't count that. That's two. Sixteen thousand eight hundred. Thirty gallons. Fifteen gallons. These leaks are insane. I, I, so there's not even really twenty-one. So, uh, just a quick Google search here. The the damage and volume of oil spilled are 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 not entirely known for overall for this whole time period. But tanker incidents causing large oil spills greater than seven hundred tons have reduced from an average of twenty-four point five a year in the nineteen seventies to 1.7 a year since 2010. Wow. So in the 11 years, so in, in, so, in, so in the same time period since 2010, that's 11 years at 1.7. That, that tells you who's polluting more. That's all you need to know. Yeah, one tanker a year. That's a, huh. That's a lot. It's hard. To, it, it, I will say it is hard to... I mean, it's kind of hard to visualize it. That's not counting. That's only counting... Uh, that's only counting uh, leaks or spills that were over 700 tons. His his the, the 21 number was counting 10, 10 gallons. <laughs> At the end of the day, my problem with it is 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 that from day one, they made it a point at the white at the new uh, White House to put other countries first before our own, because all of these executive orders that have to do with energy, oil, and and overall business benefit other countries more than they do America. They, they he he also uh there was a regulation that didn't allow Chinese uh owned companies from participating in our power grid. That's gone now too. Mm, yep. Yeah, I mean it's it's left and right and 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 I don't know if you guys still want to talk about energy, but how does wanting to get rid of policy that that lower the prices of insulin and epinephrine uh, a, a, a bad thing. That's probably one of the better things that, that Trump signed into in, in, into an admin order. And he, he had to get rid of that too. Does he have that much of a hard-on to get rid of Trump policies? That even some of the ones that are actually going to help people, because the, the order itself hasn't taken into effect. The discounts haven't started hitting, but they were in process. Now he just says, nah, fuck these people that need insulin. I mean, wh where's where's the logic in it? Maybe he has a plan to replace it with something else. Okay, replace it with something else before you get rid of it. I think the hard on is equally as hard for both of these uh, gentlemen. Um, but moving away from hard ons uh, and back to energy, I. I mean, they can go. <laughs> Shout out to Bluetooth. <laughs> That's the end of the show, guys. I'm out. I quit. Too much. Um, yeah, I forgot. Good I night. completely forgot what I was going to say about energy. Um, it, the, it, it makes no sense to prioritize energy at the expense of spending so much money um, to, to find a renewable source. Like, I, I understand the thought process, but... It, like when you what's what's the word that you use when you uh, when the government like um, puts in like rebates and credits for certain types of energies to make it more efficient when in reality it's not. So like solar and wind has an efficiency return of let's call it 30 percent. Right. And uh, oil has an efficiency return of like 85, almost 90 percent or something along those lines. I'm making the numbers up for those that don't know. But um, if the if the difference is as vast as it is, why are we paying the scientists and the creators so much money like taxpayer money to come up with an alternative that also has its downside so let's say let's take the tesla um, electric vehicles or any electric vehicles that have these huge batteries that are made up of a lot of lithium parts and hard to obtain metals you, you go over to you know the middle east asia and especially africa and we're mining the soil and we're you know in using 
very close to slave labor, if not actual slave labor labor itself, to get these uh, materials. And then at the end of the car, 10 years, that battery doesn't just decompose. It goes and sits in a landfill. That's true. So, I mean, I, I just think like we're going out of our way to f figure out this alternative. And the alternative is slightly better. Well, the thing is that that uh, lobbyists again, like like we were bringing up earlier. Some, some, at some point, someone in the auto industry and in, and in, and in world governments decided that battery-operated is, is, is the future. And, and that wasn't because it was the cleanest or the most environmentally friendly. That's just whoever was advocating for it at the time. That was where their interest was. There, there, there is better ways to, 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 to provide alternative energy in, in transportation. There's better ways for alternative energy, period. But people are are are, are uh, in, in Washington and world governments fighting for solar and battery power because those are the ones where big corps own assets in. What's the downside to solar? The downside to solar is that the panels themselves aren't aren't recyclable. They don't. They're not biodegradable. The there's there's been evidence that they they're damaging to birds. Hey, actually, you no. Know hey, not to cut you off, but why did we stop using hydrogen? Actually, it was, I think they worked really well. I was getting there, but. Hydrogen fuel cells are are vastly more efficient than 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 battery power, because you got to understand too, uh, like sixty to seventy percent of the energy in 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 uh in our power grid is produced by fossil fuels. So even when you're charging your Tesla, mm. you're still using fossil fuel to to charge it. But but the only the only the only byproduct of of hydrogen fuel cell cars is water vapor. I think it's a good idea. True. Isn't hydrogen was the best uh, idea. highly combustible? Isn't there a, high, a greater risk of that? There, there is, but just like anything else, they've they've they figured a way ways to contain it. There, they are production models that they produce in certain states. Like California had, Honda has the uh, FCV Clarity, which is a fuel cell vehicle that have been in production I think ten years now. The the the, the Mirai Toyota was all, Mirai. Toyota Mirai is also produced in certain states, and and that's also a hydrogen fuel cell car. What do you guys think about nuclear energy? Obviously, nuclear has such a uh, strong connotation because some of these uh, leaks, Chernobyl and other places. Uh. I mean, but that's the only problem with it, those major leaks. But no, 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 nuclear has less incidence than traditional power. Yeah, but when it goes, it goes hard. We all, we all love superheroes, so, I mean, why shouldn't we embrace <laughs> nuclear energy? That, yeah, that happened uh, in Japan. No, no, like more than that. It was, was in 2011. Five years ago? Or? When, it was, yeah. Wow. It was in 2011. Yeah. So a decade ago. It's the thing. It, it works, and then when it doesn't, you get guys That's the thing. It works, it, and then it, when it, it doesn't, It can be bad terrible. when it's bad, but but overall, since nuclear has been a thing, it's... it's, like, it's, it's, it's like it, it, nuclear power plants have killed less people. It's Total. Total. Believe it or not, this is a crazy stat. Oh, boy. But nuclear power plants have killed less people since since their inception than traditional power plants. I believe that. That's 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 a yeah, and, and, and the whole thing that. is that yeah those handful of incidents that, that that are memorable Chernobyl the Japan incident those are all things that we remember but there there really weren't that many you know where the rest of your memories come from sci-fi and movies TV you know what I mean uh, the, the, the Simpsons Simpsons. Like all the all the TV shows that that that, that <laughs> made you think that nuclear is so big and bad, but just like it is, but just like anything else, it's progressed. It's progressed, and as technology advances, it it gets safer. Just like you, Sterling, had concerns about the hydrogen being highly combustible. Well, guess what? There's tanks now that 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 make it very hard, and 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 they're as safe as standard gasoline tanks. Gasoline is very combustible, but we don't think twice about getting in our regular yeah. combustion cars driving them. That's a very good point. Made me think about that uh, Zoolander when they're getting gas and they have the gas fight and the guy lights a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I, we, we, I don't know how we uh, made it into to the energy topic when we were still covering executive orders. We just went face first into energy. I mean, it, it's 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 one of the more important ones because it is gonna more immediately affect us. A lot of the other ones that 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 got signed are are also you know important in their own right, but their their effects are more long term rather than immediate. You guys got any other topics okay. you want to touch on? I think we did a great job. You know, I think did a good job. Arnie Hammer's PR guy because I haven't heard anything else about him wanting to choke women and eat their ribs. Which is crazy. Uh, 
Everett's finishing up from our podcast uh, last week. Like, that's what we opened up with. I don't think we had any resolution on Arnie Hammer, well, except for what his name may be. He's a leader. That's the resolution. That's it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I do want to say, I mean, just in... Uh, for context for everyone listening, today's 125, 2021. And I, I do want to uh, bring up, we lost two uh, great people the last couple of days in, in entertainment. We lost Larry King, yep. one of the, the greats, in, uh, yep. and and also Hank Aaron, uh, MLB uh, Hall of Famer and one of the uh, early uh, leaders in, in uh, the, I don't integration. know, integration in, in, in baseball. So... Uh, we we lost two greats, yeah. so I I do want to acknowledge that. So we do discuss the news, and we kind of go heavy on politics, but I do want to acknowledge some of the cultural things that that happen that affect people. Uh, Hank Hank's contributions to to the sport and to people of color overall were were, were uh, immeasurable, and uh, may he rest in peace, as well as Larry King. Agreed with all of that. Um, it's interesting because uh, whenever I picture Larry King, I picture him at his desk with the microphone and CNN in the background, and I have none of the negative connotations for CNN, so he did that company uh, very well, and um, he was a, a stand. I don't know him personally, but I saw him on like some of the Comedy Central roasts as well, so he has a great sense of humor. He can laugh at himself. I think that is a sign of a great person to be able to laugh at yourself. He, uh, yeah, he, he paved the way, and then, of course, I'm saying all these great things about Larry King. I can't not say any good any good things about Hank Aaron the guy was respected by every single person yep I've I've never met anybody who didn't treat Hank Aaron the way that he should be treated you know like later on in his career growing up outside Atlanta being an Atlanta Braves fan and everything um you know I don't think I'm I didn't meet him but I've I've been like in the same club when he was like the Hank Aaron home run club at uh, Atlanta Braves Stadium um, I think before it was SunTrust and all that stuff, but yeah, um, but just a, just a, a great a, a great guy. So, um, yeah. what? I know these, he won't be as well known as everybody else, but you also lost Annette Bone recently too. No, we we lost him way much longer than that. That's just when his wife he he, he died in October. Everybody knew about it. Yeah, he died in October. But Hank Hank uh, Aaron, I met in in the Rainforest Cafe when I was a teenager. He was already retired by then. Um, I, I was maybe 15, 16 years old. And I was with my family, and uh, some most of you know that know me know that uh, my extended family is pretty large in town. So we were like three, four families deep, hanging out, hanging out at uh, Dis- Disney Springs. It was downtown Disney then, and we had dinner at the Rainforest Cafe. And lo and behold, across the table is uh, Hank Aaron and his family. Hammer and Hank. And uh, my my cousin, who who was a huge baseball fan, I was somewhat of a baseball t- fan, but I was I was more so when I was younger. He goes. He knocks me and he's like, "Hey man, that's Hank Aaron over there." And I'm like, "Stop! Not every black guy you see is a famous ball player." And and he goes, "Dude, I know that's freaking Hank Aaron." So I'm like, "All right then, why don't you go ask him?" So I I just like dared him out of nowhere, just seeing if he'd actually go do it. And the little scrawny uh, ass just got up and went straight to him. He's about to put a piece of steak in his mouth, and he just go walks right up to him and goes, "Hey man, you ain't you're Hank Aaron." And he goes, "Shh." he's like he's like no i'm not and he goes yeah you are he's like okay i am but i'll let you take a picture outside when we're done if you stay quiet (laughs) that is a that's a good story to end on jose i appreciate you sharing that um i'm gonna go ahead and uh say for essential news discussion this is sterling signing off this is jose signing off for tonight and this is everett signing off good night y'all